welcome back to Let's Get Haunted with your host, Sexy Mothman, and a Ningen, aka a manta ray but bigger. Uh, look, yeah, I was gonna say you look like a manta ray but large, but bigger, right? Yeah. Like if you took a regular manta ray. But and then, and then enlarged you ma- and then that. you made it bigger. Right. Right. It's like if the manta ray was small, the opposite of that. Right. So if you take <laughs> a small manta ray mm-hmm. and then you like have an enlarging ray gun. Right. And then you made it bigger. Yeah. That's what I am right now. Yeah, that's how I feel. I mean that Oh, I'm so glad that that's what you're feeling. Yeah. That costume is like amazing. Thank you. I Thank really you. love it. Is it warm? Uh, too warm, and I will be sweating, <laughs> and I will smell poorly by the end of this. But I want to say to our audience, welcome back, guys, to episode 89 of Let's Get Haunted. We are back with our third episode of Spooky yeah. Season 2021, and the hits just keep coming because today coming. we are joined by and a very, very, very special guest who's been wanting, who we've been wanting to collaborate yeah. with forever for, uh, since we started yes. this podcast, probably since before we started yeah, this since podcast. Yeah, before I was born. Actually, right. there's a prophecy written yes, about this the moment. oracle in yeah. ancient Greece said <laughs> that this was going to happen today. It's coming to fruition. And let me introduce her. Our guest today is a Japanese translator, voiceover actor, and YouTuber who is most well known for her work in new media conducting anime reviews, Mm -hmm. Japanese lessons, silly translations, gaming videos, and other vlogs, including one where she reviewed different types of food that I want to talk to you about in a minute. Uh, Raina, oops, already said your name. You can find her. <laughs> you can find her on YouTube and TikTok, where she is very active. It is the one, the only Raina Scully. Woo! Thank you beer, so beer, much beer, for beer. having me on. Yes, we missed you so much, and yeah. I feel like we should first address the costumes. Right. Raina, perhaps we start with you. Right. What What are okay. you today for Halloween? Oh, well, okay. So um, I wanted to talk about a bunch of Japanese ghosts because they scare the absolute shit out of me, especially now that I live in Japan. I try really hard not to talk about ghosts because I'm like really legitimately very afraid of them. Right. But one of the ghosts I have to talk about is Kuchisake Onna, which means slit mouthed woman. Yes. So this bitch is really close (laughs) to my heart because... Uh, because I actually I have an iron deficiency and I have like little cuts on the sides of sides of my mouth oh. and it's always been a thing since like I've been on camera everybody's like what's wrong we're chapstick and I'm like I do like I do and people when I came so to rude. Japan um a bunch of comments would come in Japanese obviously and they would literally call me because the sides of my mouth are cut what? and I was like so butthurt about it, oh, but I do understand. I would be butthurt. I would too. I would I'm be like, hurt. first of all, why can you guys see that well? Like, this is yeah. like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I know. Yeah, I was who... like, I'm sorry, my camera's so good. Right. Yeah, but... Sorry, I'm bringing yeah. you the top quality 1080p or 4K, whatever the new whatever the highest fuck, 5G. is, like, content. Yeah, 5G <laughs> content. Exactly. Yeah. So today I'm here to own it. And the whole point of, and I'll explain, go into more details later, but the whole point of Kuchisake is you can't tell that there's anything wrong with her because she's wearing a um, surgical mask because yeah. people wear masks in Japan. Yes. And like, it's just so, you know, pandemic-y and perfect. Yeah. Yes. So the whole point of her is like, she comes up to you and asks you like, do you think I'm pretty? And 
if you, you say yes or no, it doesn't really matter because then she reveals her mouth like yes. this and she goes, do you still think I'm beautiful? Oh, and it's just like supposed to be really Raina. freaky. Wow. But oh, very nice. I can't. <laughs> yeah, this is like, uh, my wings can move. So if you guys aren't watching this on YouTube, please go watch it on YouTube. Oh, but- I forgot to say, yeah. yes. If our audio listeners are probably so confused, right. please go to youtube.com <laughs> forward slash C forward slash let's get haunted. Come see Raina's bloody mouth. Right. And Natalia, we've got to talk about your costume next. Yeah, so I I was gonna say a sexy Mothman, but I feel like it doesn't. That's just like, uh, what is it where it's redundant? Oh no? yeah, like yeah. it's just Mothman, <laughs> right? Like wet water, yeah, sexy exactly. Mothman. Yeah, like, same thing. <laughs> Absolutely. And I found these amazing wings that open up. Well, I can control the right and the left individually, but I also feel like it's like very sexual. Like you see something you like, and you're like. You know yeah, what I mean? It's like a you can control the boner. It's yeah, like, it's yeah. like a wing boner. Um, yeah. So for those of you guys who might be visually impaired or like driving right now and can't watch YouTube, Alyssa is dressed up as a giant ningen slash perhaps a manta ray but larger. Now hold on, just a moment. I am going to. I know I'm she's, a little box in the corner, so you guys are going to have to use your imagination. But. She's uh, standing up. She's revealing. Perfect. Wow. She's giving us a crotch shot. There's a. There is a tail on the end of that. That is amazing. No, well hold done. On. Hold on. Here we go, guys. Oh, oh my okay. God. Okay, twerk it out as a <laughs> She's Ningen. turning around. Oh. Ningen style. <laughs> Ningen style. Oh, oh, oh. Incredible. Oh, oh. And Ningen then we've got style. Reina over here. Is Kuch- How do you say Kuchisakione? Yeah, that's pretty much it. It's kuchisake onna. But onna just means woman. So like kuchisake is enough. It just means slit mouth. But I'm basically Asian joker. Right. Yes. So <laughs> I love it. And she's got like a literally a slit going from ear to ear, bleeding. And it looks like, okay, maybe I just have bad vision, but one of the, your eyes is white. All right. I screwed up because the whole point of this Kuchisakeona is that you can't tell that there's anything wrong with her until she removes her surgical mask. But I have these like really awesome yellow colored contacts that I bought for a cosplay two years ago. And, you know, since the pandemic, I haven't been able to cosplay or do anything and it's going to go to waste. Like they have an expiration date and I didn't want it to go to waste. So I shoved it in there. But then afterwards I was like, oh my God, that was dumb. Like you're not supposed to be able to see. No, but there's not necessarily something wrong with someone who has a yellow eye. They could just have like jaundice, but that's like part of their style. Yeah. It's like, hey, I'm a trendsetter. I choose to have jaundice. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Anything's Thank you. Yes, love it. Um, Quickly, I just want to say my I just realized I can't hear myself in my headphones and I just want to make sure because sometimes what ends up happening, which is probably what I'm doing right now, is I'm just screaming and I have no idea. Could it be, too, that you've got a Ningen between you and your headphones? Oh, oh. hold on. Hold on. Quick Ningen check. <laughs> Al- Alyssa's costume is like a onesie that's test, like test, goes test. over no, her head, too. Oh, no, no, no. Hey, hey, hey. I put my wings up. Oh, well, oh. mine's going in and out now. Wait. This is exciting. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. I wanted to get... So I had red contacts that I bought specifically for this costume. I'm wearing like a black cat suit, wings, and like red Love eye it. makeup. And I, I got these contacts, but they didn't come in the mail on time. So I don't know if like Amazon just lied and said they sent them or I don't know what the deal is. It could be anything. Maybe someone in the Amazon packing facility had to use the restroom. And so your contacts right. aren't here on time because yeah. Jeff Bezos came down from his heavenly 
uh, he came back from space. Yeah, and was like, "You can't use the bathroom. <laughs> right. Pack these contacts." Yeah, he, how dare you? Yeah, how dare you unplug your catheters? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Raina, we usually start. Sorry, guys, if this is distracting. Um, I'm like taking my costume on and off. But Raina, we usually start by asking our guest what their relationship is, if anything, with the paranormal. Do you? For example, do you believe in the paranormal or where do you draw the line? With you can what only you say in? yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So I wholly and thoroughly believe in the supernatural. <gasps> I think most Japanese people do. Um, we're very, very superstitious. Mm-hmm. And I think that relationship and being superstitious as cautionary tales has a lot to do with also just like generally believing in it. But I... I want to be a purveyor of science and like logic and all that stuff, but I really (laughs) with my whole entire body believe in ghosts and I am so afraid of them and they're extra scary in Japan. I don't know why, like maybe it's because I'm Japanese. Like I just like don't know what the hell it is, but I am thoroughly freaked out by supernatural things and ghosts in Japan. And I feel like they're always around and they're nearby. And like, if you call out to them too much, they'll like come at you. Right. So I refuse to watch Asian or Japanese horror movies here because I will not be able to go to the bathroom. I can't do it. I like literally can't. Um, I also will have a hard time walking around the streets at night around here because I live in like the deep countryside, like (gasps) way, way far away from any city. And it's developed a lot since I was younger. But when I was younger, it was like gravel streets and shit, like no streetlights anywhere whatsoever in the middle of like three different mountains. Um, And I don't know, like everything is really old and scary. Like our cemeteries are like thousands of years old. No. Like yeah. my shrine no. is like 800 years old. Yeah, no. like it's it's some scary shit. So I try really hard not to like call out to them because right. I feel like they're going to get like attracted to me and right. like come at me. Yeah. So yeah. They're going to be like, clearly you believe in us so we can like use your support right now. Yeah, you know? I know. Or like they want to like maybe talk through me or yeah, something. No, yeah. I don't. No, Absolutely but yes, I, I very <laughs> deeply believe in them. So I'm really glad to be on this podcast yes, so I can talk yeah. about it. I feel like, too, what you were saying about Japanese horror movies, they like are legit way scarier than any other horror movie. Like The Ring. Do you think so, too? Yeah, like The Ring and The Grudge, maybe because I was like young, but they like nothing hit me like that. Those movies are built different. Yeah. You know? Like still to this day, I like think about that. You know, like whenever I, there's like a chair that's turning the opposite way, I'm like, it's going to turn around. <laughs> a dead, like fucked up in it. Yeah, fucked up Yeah, face. or I'm like, yeah. you know, I'm going to open up a door to the closet and there's going to be like someone in the corner like fucked oh, up. Oh my God, uh, okay. Anytime I look down a well or there's like small spaces or whatever, I just feel like there's going to be the ring in a there. A little girl's going to crawl out yeah, and, and get too, you. For some, for no reason at all, they just like murder horses in that movie, which is like very rude to me as well. It is, right. it is. Yeah. That's like a personal attack to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> personal attack on every horse girl around the world. Yeah, horse yeah. love transcends culture, language, <laughs> uh, genre of movie. Right. Yes, I Definitely put my wings up for that. If you notice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. So, Raina, do so you believe in in ghosts? As I think, I believe in all of them. Yeah. Okay. All of them. Do you, All of them. <laughs> what do you think of like, um, like cursed objects or um, cursed places? Do you believe? I believe in them. In them. Yeah. <laughs> I will never go. I'll oh, never really? go there. 
<laughs> ever. I will never, ever go to a cursed place. So I actually live really, really close to Suicide Mountain here in Japan. I live really? like dangerously close to it. Wait, in the I will... Akihagara? Yeah, yeah. Akihagara. Uh, like I'm like really Akihagara and I'm like actually very physically close to it, but I will never, ever get anywhere near it. Like I will go around the side of another mountain to get to the other side if I have to. Really? Not that I've had to, but... I've like researched roots. Yeah. I researched roots to like never have to go in that vicinity. I am so afraid of cursed objects. I will not go near them. Like I'll do like a little prayer or like, I'll just like do my best to not go around it. And I'll like pray like, okay, please don't look at me. Please don't look at me. Like I'm not here. (laughs) Make yourself small and unassuming. Yeah, 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 exactly. And do you think that that like belief in ghosts and belief in like cursed objects and stuff do you feel like that's unique to you or do you think like it's kind of permeates all throughout Japanese culture and do you see any difference with like the new generation like Mm. Gen Z versus like maybe your parents and their beliefs you know that's such an interesting question because I think I am particularly afraid of them. Um, But my cousin, who is around our age, is also very freaked out of it um, or freaked out by it. And my parents, on the other hand, they're like very aware, not even acutely. They're like hyper aware of it. And they won't ever like they won't touch cursed things either, probably because Japanese people are, again, really sensitive to superstitious things. Like if you're told not to do something because of some kind of folkloric cautionary tale. Like you're just not going to do it because there's no need to, there's no need to like test that boundary. So they believe in it to that degree, but they don't think like they don't, they're going to get cursed. I don't think they don't Mm -hmm. think they're going to get haunted. Whereas my cousin and I, I don't know why. Um, actually, so let me start over. My cousin is a shrine maiden or she used to be a shrine maiden. What's that? What's that? Um, it's really, it's really simply put just a part-time job, but you work <laughs> Burn. <laughs> Burn. You work for the shrine and you wear that like white kimono top with the red like hakama bottom and you essentially like you sell charms at the shrine, you clean the shrine, you like do some type of ritual, sometimes you perform weddings or sometimes you perform exorcisms and like they're not <gasps> She's like a witch. I know, I know. I they're not like American depicted exorcisms. They're very, very Asian. So it's really not as like scary and like foaming at the mouth kind of thing. It's really like for your soul. But okay. So like a cleansing, maybe like the the LA version is like those shamans that come and do like light work or Reiki. Palo Santo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's a lot more like that. And um it's actually kind of cool and fun and not like horrific. So She used to be a shrine maiden and she was one for a really, really long time. And she didn't really want to do it, but it's kind of a family tradition. And we were a shrine family. Like my family name is not mine because my parents took my dad's last name, but um, my like family, family name has a relationship with the shrine. So oftentimes a lot of those family members become shrine maidens or priests or things like that. So I think maybe that's why, because she was forced to be in the shrine oh. at like all hours of the day and night. And like, she was really made to be close with like all these like spiritual things, right. which is great. Like it's supposed to protect you. So it's supposed to be like a really positive thing, yeah. but there is something really scary about mm. walking through a shrine at night, especially yeah. like really large shrines. Yeah, no. So yeah, they're like pretty freaky. So I think maybe that 
visual coupled with the fact that like she knows or she knows that spirits are really like truly out there I think maybe messed with her yeah and because I'm physically close with her and like our ages are close and we always hung out together and I always would like watch her do all these things I think maybe that's why I'm extra freaked out of it as well no I don't blame you yeah well, but I, sp- I think, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, and especially like if it's something where I feel like in US, in the US, it's just like so much different. Like our idea of ghosts here are not linked necessarily to religion at all, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. angels and stuff like that, I would say. But that, I mean, do you consider that a ghost? Do you not? So I feel like here it's like, it's because it's overwhelmingly Christian, it's like, don't believe in ghosts. Like the parents are like, you know, don't believe in ghosts. Don't like, oh. that's like evil. That's like bad energy or right, whatever. Right. And so it's interesting to hear from like a different perspective. Like, no, it's something positive. Mm. Like, yeah, she, this is something she grew up in. Yeah, totally. It's actually overwhelmingly supposed to be positive, which is, I think, why the darker, scarier spirits are extra scary because this is going to sound so strange. Grave sites are really not scary in Japan. Like they're not, they're really pretty and they're, they're like really soothing. And it's a part of the the Buddhist sect of Japan. So Japan separated between like Buddhism and Shinto Buddhism Uh and uh, the dead have to do with Buddhism and gods like fortune things are related to Shintoism. So we go to two separate different things. Like you go to a shrine or a temple for like separate things And in that way, if you feel like something bad is following you or like maybe you're a little bit haunted or something, you want to go to a shrine so that like a shrine maiden or a priest or like the gods can help protect you. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're like relative passes away or like funeral related things, those type those types of things are done by the Buddhist temple. And they're over, like I said, overwhelmingly positive entities, all of them. Um, So if you happen to come across something that is negative and cursed and like haunted, it's extra bad. I think that dichotomy is just really, really, the contrast is really huge in Japan, which is what makes it scary. But I don't know. Um, I think newer generations, though, just aren't that close to this like really countryside deep like deep central Japan type of beliefs I'm not sure but I like none of my friends are scared like it's just me (laughs) well whatever on this show we think it's good to be scared we're all about getting scared we attracted you to our show then right right? yeah Uh, from the very beginning yes absolutely yes before (laughs) the show was even uh an inkling in our eyes yeah yes when I was still just in my mom's ovaries this was already going to be done I agree I agree exactly it's faded yeah and so Raina okay so cursed objects yes um this like ghosts and like spiritualism is kind of ingrained in society and culture in Japan what about cryptids are you familiar with that phrase what are cryptids (gasps) so cryptids would be like mothman (laughs) we get to explain cryptids to someone this is like so exciting oh wait I just realized (sighs) okay I have to point this way to make it look like I'm putting it to tell you okay yes so (laughs) cryptids are like mothman or like no Bigfoot yeah Yeah. oh okay yes of course yeti right 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 oh I didn't Um, know they had like uh etymological okay okay (laughs) yeah it's just like creatures that like we don't have any scientific proof that they exist, but we have right. a lot of anecdotal proof right. that people have seen them. Totally. So they call it cryptozoology. Yes. Oh, right. Duh. Of course. Of course. Cri- okay. I Yes. I should have just figured that out. No, no, no. Um, You're fine. Yeah, but so is there anything like that in Japan? Like, do you have, like, creatures 
that yeah we have a lot like a lot a lot I and they're all that. really ugly it's really <laughs> sad like they're hideous oh no no so we have this like incredible river monster called kappa and uh oh my god he's up. like half human half frog no a third frog a third turtle and he's like bald right up here only uh-huh. but he has like hair everywhere oh, here. oh it's like the pokemon uh, what well, Kappa? Okay. like the like the turtle it's, guy uh or no maybe you he's know like, what? maybe he's it's not like, a pokemon maybe he's he's like a video game character yeah there's maybe. a lot there's yeah. a lot of depictions of him everywhere um and it's really weird because like a lot of folklore is actually kind of positive around him he's supposed to save drowning children like if you fall in if like a kid falls into a river okay we'll drop a picture in post right here for all of you video listeners yeah but like but he's ugly like i think he also has like a beak yeah he has he looks like a turtle who like is trying to be a person but it's not right right but he messed up right because he like has a beak and he has like like a ball like a slimy head with like hair around the outside oh he looks stoned i'm looking at this picture that natalia is showing me yes he looks like a monk that's also a turtle that's also really high you know what it looks like he looks like that guy from star wars Yosha, well, what's like old one? Someone, come on, he's like a really popular dude. No, he speaks Yoda. Backwards. Yeah, Yoda. Oh my, my gosh. I, I swear, I, I swear, you guys, the synapse. Like who? The the words do not like go together anymore. Like you can follow the thread of what I'm thinking as long as you're not tied down to like language. Right, right. As long as you're not not t- tethered to this reality. Right, then, exactly. Yes, it yes. makes perfect sense. Just connect up here. But yeah. he looks like Yoda, and but yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, actually, he kind of does. And he's just so decrepit and so ugly, but he's supposed to he's supposed to save drowning children or or sometimes they say that he drags children because he's jealous of them (gasps) because he wants to become human. So it's I don't know which I believe. I want to believe that he's like a positive thing because he's so hideous and I just want to like him. Right. You feel bad for his fault. Yeah. He didn't ask to look like a monk turtle right I know yeah. I just want to like him so I want to believe that he's there to like you know save people or children um there is something weird I think it might be specific to my region but a lot of times when kids drown in rivers I this is just like so dark yeah. but um <laughs> love it I'm here for it <laughs> yeah, the main indicator that like a child has drowned in a river is you find one of their shoes so there is a thing where it's believed that Kappa collect children's shoes because he's like, oh, they fell into the river. They're going to be my friend. Um, They'll for sure trust me if I give them back their shoe. So that's kind of the idea of why you can only ever find one shoe ever in a river where you expect a child to have drowned. So there's, that's another thing. Because Kappa. Kappa's taking the shoes. Yeah. He is. He's collecting them. So he can give it back to the kid to be like, oh, like we know each other. I'm trying so hard to make it positive. I'm like, yeah, that's that's great. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. We've already learned about a new cryptid I know. and we're like just not even into the story. I know. And also, um, Raina, we had um, Kamu, who is a Hawaiian podcaster on our podcast recently this year to talk about yes. Hawaiian folklore. And we learned that there's a lot of crossover with Japanese folklore because of Japanese workers that came over to work on the sugarcane plantations in Hawaii. And he taught us about something called a kasha. Have you ever heard of that? 
Ooh, I've never heard of that. Akasha. Apparently it's from Japanese folklore. And so I just wanted to ask you if you had ever heard of it, but it's like, it's basically like a cat that's on fire that walks across roofs. Do you remember that? I, I don't Sorry. remember that. I feel like I would remember that. Yeah, the Kasha Kaimaki. Do you, you know what I'm talking about? Yes, the Kasha. Sorry, I'm Googling it so that I'm not like fucking up. Yeah, it's. I don't know if this is like, you know, like the Hawaiian version of a Japanese ghost. But yeah, yeah. it's supposed to be like. When somebody, it's it's a cat-like demon from the sky who steals away bodies. So if somebody, like, <sighs> dies on property and then is, like, buried there, the kasha will come and, like, take the body. Wow. Oh, my God. That is so scary. So I think I know what that is. We do have a version of it. I think, so I don't think it's related for us in Japan. I don't think it's a cat. But we okay. have, okay, so we have, like, two different things. We have a flaming horse and we have... <sighs> I know, I know. And we have, I, I knew you were going to get excited. Yeah. We have a flaming horse and we have a flaming, I guess, a carriage. Yes. Which okay. is what the yes. horse is pulling because the that's horse? what Ka, so Ka, is, the word for Ka is fire and Sha means like car or carriage or like vehicle. So I guess that's where that comes from. But yeah, we believe that dead spirits are taken away in these things, especially if they like maybe die in a violent manner, specifically if they die in a fire, they're definitely yeah. taken away by the flaming oh, horse or the carriage that the flaming horse is pulling. Okay. Yes. I just Googled it and it's the Kasha, which translates to burning chariot. So yes. Oh, is there it, we go. Yes. Oh. Is a Japanese yokai that steals the corpses of those who have died as a result of accumulating evil deeds or dying in a fire. So oh, you were right. You're, you're right on. on the money. You're spot on. We, this was a test, Reina. Yeah. We just wanted oh, to see. No, yeah. just kidding. It wasn't. I just couldn't remember what it was. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad to know that. Then uh, it's interesting, like the crossover between different cultures, and yeah, kind of, it's just always interesting to me to like talk to people from like someone from Hawaii or someone from Japan right. and like see totally. where the crossover is. Yeah, there's also a lot of I heard crossover between um, Portuguese folklore and Japanese folklore oh, because there was a lot of I guess like Portuguese explorers that came to Japan way way before um, Japan became Westernized. So actually, a lot of our food is Portuguese, which is really, really strange. Like tempura is Portuguese. Really? Yeah. Oh, How weird is that? I have no idea. I've That's actually so heard of things like that before. Like I heard that um, spaghetti was not Italian. It was Chinese or something. Yeah. Or like right. Pizza. Because noodles. Yes. Yeah. And like pizza is not Italian. It's Chinese. And there's like. What? Famously, like a man who stands with a billboard somewhere in New York City or, or somewhere where there's like a bunch of like a little Italy type place and like stands there with like a, a sign that says like the pizza is not uh Italian, it's Chinese or something what like that. What a weird that. hill to I die know. on. What, I know, right? <laughs> Just it eat is your really food. weird. Yeah. That's the only reason I know about it though. So I feel like it's working. Hey, if you're on it's who, working. Yeah, if we're on yeah. who wants to be a millionaire, it's all thanks to that guy that yeah. we win, if that's the question. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and I apparently carne asada is actually Middle Eastern. Wow. Yeah, and that there that were some sense. Middle Eastern immigrants that went to Mexico like back in the day and like Right, and like chicken tikka masala is not like Indian or Pakistani or any of that. It's just like British like 100. Huh. What? Yeah, cuz they liked chicken tikka and so they wanted to like make it into a plate that like you didn't have to eat stuff off the bone. 
It's like a whole oh. thing. Oh, yeah. isn't that kind of beautiful though? I just know. like the melting of all these different cultures to the point where we don't even realize it. Right. It's beautiful. We're all yeah. just one world <laughs> yeah, together. Exactly. <laughs> Insert oh, that crying. we are the world music video, yeah. Michael Jackson. <laughs> yes. But replace it with like a burning cat ghost uh-huh. and <laughs> the slit mouthed woman right. and Mothman and a Ningen. Uh-huh. I love that. <laughs> And Raina, I had asked you about the Ningen after we did our yes. episode, and you knew yes. what it was. I was so excited. Okay, because apparently, it, I really do like cryptids. I do. I just didn't yeah. know what they were called. I guess. Yeah. Um, I That's love good. freaky things that know, don't exist, but... and I'm also I'm genuinely terrified of the ocean. I'm very afraid of depth. Like I'm not afraid of the beach or anything oh, like that. Sorry, That's Natalia. Natalia. Yeah, no, I'm the same. Uh, The ocean. I fucking hate. Like I I can't describe it. Like I used to like surf. I used to, I like went and volunteered (gasps) in Bali. I like took care of sea turtles and shit, but like for some reason, the ocean scares the shit out of me to the point where I like stopped surfing. I couldn't do it anymore. You know, oh I just my like, god, yeah, are we I'm the same scared. person? I don't, it's, and it's the, the deepness <laughs> the of it, fuck? like thinking, yes, of, like it's like the opposite of claustrophobia. Like it's like a feeling yes! of a vast of nothingness, and it, like like space. Space really scares me for the oh. same reason because it's like I'm just gonna float away forever, and there's nothing in it. Yeah, ah. we totally. Talk? So Natalia told me about this that she has this fear of deep water on our show, and it's yeah. called the lassophobia. Yes, yes, yeah. you already know. Yes. Yeah. I will put the word on the screen and post for all of our listeners, the lassophobia. Yeah, it's weird, but it's like at the same time I get mad because I don't want to be one of these people with a lame fear like uh, like people who are afraid of spiders or like cl- small spaces and shit because I feel like mine's valid. Like the ocean <laughs> is scary, but I guess it's they valid. feel that way too. It's full of Ningen. You know? as yeah. we it's full. I, so many Ningen. So many things you can't know. Exactly. I'm. So I, my thalassophobia is really weird and specific. I'm afraid of not being able to see what's like out there, right? right? So the murkiness of the water is scary. The fact that you are slower in the water than anything else yeah. that inhabits the water is right. scary. Like a Ningen. You a Ningen literally drown you. in the water too. That's like a big you, Yeah, we don't belong there. Yeah. We, can't <laughs> there. we can't, yeah, we can't survive there naturally. No, we're not yeah. meant to. Yeah. So I, so I feel like philosophobia is, there is such a logical, rational side to it as opposed to, I, I mean, like, I don't know, maybe there is kind of a rational side to all kinds of phobias to right. a degree, except for maybe the one where you're afraid of like little holes, like tryptophobia. I think that's right. the only one where I'm like, yeah, I don't like understand. That doesn't make sense. I don't understand how like the evolutionary, I have a friend that has that. Um, my friend Alyssa has that fear and I like, don't, I know I don't understand. It. I'm like, what led you to the point of being afraid of those little holes? You know? Yeah. yeah. Like a part of me understands that it's like, ugly and it maybe oh, makes you feel itchy true. yeah I get that like there is kind of this carnal like uh that happens yeah. when you see stuff like that yeah. but I'm not like afraid of it like I'm not gonna touch it but right, right. whoever has the answers comment below we actually have a lot of people who listen to us who have like random knowledge, like, knowledge on they would be so good at trivia honestly yes. like if we could have a whole let's get haunted team for trivia um we would be amazing. I have a question for you though. Um, So if you wear shoes or like water shoes in the water, in the ocean, does it alleviate some of that fear? Cause I found that like, if I wear booties when I was surfing, (laughs) it like made it just a little better. Cause there was like, 
a, a layer between me and all yeah. that. You know? Interesting. Um, I don't know if that helps me, but I completely <laughs> understand that only because I'm afraid of like under the bed monsters. Yeah. And when I'm sleeping, I'm afraid of like my foot sticking out of the sheets yeah. because I feel like my sheets are protecting me. Right. So like that, I understand a in a very derivative yeah. way. It yeah. Is the I completely get it. Yeah. So what is your, what is your favorite Japanese cryptid oh, or wow. ghost, Raina? If we, or monster, it could be anything, anything yeah. paranormal. Yes. Oh man, my favorite ghost, my favorite. Okay. I, I like Kutsakeona because I was called Kutsakeona, like I said before. So <laughs> yeah. I feel like I need to like honor her. Right. right. Like, um, you need to make her cool since people are like, oh, that's you. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, she's a bad bitch. Um, yeah. Also, people but... people are so fucking stupid. I still remember like the first time I was ever in a Steve one of Steve's videos. For listeners who don't know who Steve is, Raina and Steve had a podcast together. They had several shows together. And I one time I was in one of his vlogs and someone was like, "Is that a witch?" Because my nose, I guess, is larger than like the average white person. <laughs> and so they were like, "Is she is that a witch? And I'm just like, why? Like, why? Like, why even vocalize that? Like, wait, they said it. They said it specifically. They said something about your nose or they just said about my nose. They said um, they said something about like great tits. But if you like look at her like witch nose, it like takes <laughs> everything away. And I'm like, my nose. First That's of all, like hardcore incel. Though. Yeah. I yeah, like, did yeah, a yeah. dive on this on like 4chan once. And like the incels believe that like if you have like a nose that goes down you're like a witch and a nose that goes up is like an Wait, angel really this it's is like what a they whole believe it's a whole thing and like if you're a mouth breather it like contributes to your <gasps> like your face like not making the angel face because you're not like mewing putting your tongue against the roof of your mouth it's a whole thing but i don't have they... time to fucking explain it go like look at the shit don't look at incel <laughs> shit listeners do not if you want to see some crazy. really haunted shit then like you can go look up incel stuff right. on 4chan well, okay? I feel like the most haunted yeah. yeah well i feel like rated right to your point about like people making comments about the corners of your mouth right. it's like that's just yeah. some incel shit like why even voice that right. i like don't i will never understand anyway continue. i know and i was like i have a vitamin deficiency yeah. like i can't help it like, i'm sorry are you gonna pay for my nose job because if not then <laughs> shut the fuck up like this like, it is what it is people would always comment when i was in the steve's show before they would always say that i was trans that they thought that i was like male to female and it was like an awkward thing because i'm like okay i can't I don't want to defend this and make it seem like there's something wrong with being right, trans, but I'm also right. but I'm also not. But it's like weird now because I feel like I'm in this strange position where like <laughs> what do do I just not say anything? You know, and like people are like literally arguing about it in the comments. Like you can see her hip injections. Like she's a fake. Like she's not real. Like you can see a bulge. Like all this stuff. And I was just kind of like, you know what? I'm just gonna not. It's like you 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 have to come this. out. You have to come out as not trans. Yeah, but then like... that it's like puts me in a horrible <laughs> position because I don't want to like have to do that. Right, right. You know what right, I mean? Like right. there's nothing wrong with like being trans. Yeah. You know? Well, that's like when Kendall Jenner Kendall Jenner did an interview where she. She came out as not gay and not trans and everyone I guess there's rumors about that and then everyone was like oh so brave Kendall <laughs> like so wow good yeah for you. it just makes you look stupid yeah, so like yeah. I didn't want to have to defend anything like right. there was no winning like way out of that absolutely not but yeah yeah, yeah I just wanted insane. to be in part of your guys's conversation yeah, look we're all <laughs> we've all yeah anyway right now so what is your favorite monster ghost or cryptid Okay, so it's actually, um, 
It's actually the Japanese version of a Ouija board. And what? it's called, yes, it's called Kokuri-san. And okay, hold on one second. I need to bring a charm to protect my ass. Just give me oh, one second. You what? guys, this is the first time on our show that we have had a charm of protection because something we've talked about is so fucking scary. Yeah, wait, we should have honestly had this from the get-go. We should have. Wait, Raina, explain what this charm is as soon as you okay. get it set up. Because yeah. I'm looking at okay. this and from my perspective, it looks like a rake. Yeah, it looks like it a is. rake it with is. like a grandma and a grandpa on it and a tree. It is. Okay, so um, it's and not bells. really supposed to be a protection from like curses or anything like that um but this is called a well it really seems like it? christmas to me too like for some reason like the bells and there's like a little tree on it yeah and it's like red it and is. Green. it's it's a new year's thing so every ah. new year's you're supposed to buy new charms because and you're supposed to throw away your old charms from the previous year because your charms are supposed to absorb all of your negative negative energy on your behalf so it doesn't attack you ah. um and this one is specifically for good business and for protection of all people in the household Ooh, so that. it's really it's really a fortune rake so a rake is supposed to be where the idea is that you want to rake in good fortune which is why it's shaped like an old ass like bamboo rake I love that and yeah, so it's not really supposed to protect me from like real curses. I like how I'm saying real, but yeah. <laughs> it's just supposed to like, you know, protect you from whatever, like bankruptcy, for example. Right, you know what I mean? Right. Like, That's that the worst. That could be a really bad curse, though. That yeah. It could be. That is yeah. getting be. haunted. There are many different forms of hauntings. Right. And yeah, so many. falling on hard times is definitely yeah, a haunting. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm going to hold on to this while I talk about it because yes. I'm actually very, very, this is the thing I'm most afraid of. Um, so Kokkuri-san became really popular in schools, so much so that it became banned in a lot of schools. So you can't play this Japanese version of a Ouija board during school hours because oh. the idea... Okay, so it's very... It's very silly. It's not like a fancy Ouija board by like Mattel or Hasbro or anything like that. You write the Japanese alphabet on a piece of paper and you move a 10, a Japanese 10 yen coin, which is the only thing that's copper in like Japanese coins. And it's the same concept where like you put a finger on it, you need at least like two or three people and you just ask it questions. And Kokuri-san is usually written out in hiragana which is our alphabet so everybody can read it but there is an old way to write it which is basically many different ways to write fox and we deeply believe in fox spirits like they're yeah. both positive and yeah. negative and it's like a big thing here but this fox spirit is really shitty and it just wants to get you oh, it just no. wants yeah so it gives you answers and it's supposed to be this like just fun little thing that you do But there are lots of rules to it. Like you can't ever remove your finger from the 10 yen coin until it tells you it's ready to go. No. And sometimes, yeah, it is a lot like a regular Ouija board. Like you can't just like end it. It, They have to end it on their terms. And the thing that scares me the most is there's this like old story of these 
I think maybe middle schoolers that were playing Kokuri-san in their school. And you, I think you're, the phrase is you're supposed to ask him to like come through the window. It's it's almost like a haiku, right? Like yeah. it rhymes to a degree. Um, so it's like Kokuri-san, Kokuri-san. All right, I don't want to say it because like, <laughs> I actually don't know it and it really scares me and there's a window behind me. I'll, put, like... it, I'll put it up on the screen in post. Okay, yeah, yeah. please do. Yeah. Um, but, and, and you ask him like, you know, like come through the window, like it's open for you. And then- I think you actually are supposed to draw this Shinto shrine gate um, on the top of your paper, which is what allows them entrance into your realm. And there's this one story where these, like, I think it was two or three girls that were doing it and he wouldn't leave. So they didn't, they like didn't want to stop because he wasn't done with them. Right. And But then he like still wouldn't leave. So they tried actually they're like you know what screw it let's just go home and their finger wouldn't like remove from the coin so they like had to stay there and then one girl I think she like passed out or something from I guess like being hungry or being tired or like having to pee or something like that yeah and uh so she like had to let go because she I guess she like fainted or something and then she just died like she, I know, I know. It's not I know. even a more and, creative than that. It's just like she died. No, no. That she is just the like, ultimate haunting though. Like yeah, she's she just coming like, back. Passed out. What exactly. If, it's like, what happens if I do this? You die. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's not, and, yeah. It's not like, oh, you will lose a limb or, or you'll. Right. Like the fox is going to come to your house and burrow through your asshole. Yeah, like, yeah. No, it's not like <laughs> I mean, anything to do. That would be do. more welcome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not like anything to do with like the scariness of it you just die well she did and obviously there's a lot of explanations like right. um i don't know maybe Would she, she had really some died this of... is a real story this isn't this is like news i mean i i it's so old and oh, i don't know okay. and it was like definitely just told to us as right. a as again, a cautionary tale to not play this game. And it also was used as a reason to not to be like illegal in schools. Like it's not allowed. You're not allowed to play this game in schools anymore. I don't know about like nowadays because I'm old and the story's old, but um, but (laughs) it just scared the shit out of me. And also because they watched their friend like pass out, they still couldn't remove their finger from it. So they just (gasps) stayed there until the next morning. And that, and then they were able to remove their finger and they were like, wait a second, she's not sleeping, she's dead. So I think there's, like, all of that put together just, like, freaked me out. It's like they just sat next oh to their dead friend. Oh, my God. No. That could be a movie. Like, we know that movie where they, like, get left behind, like, the snorkel tour, and it's, like, the whole movie is just no? them, like, getting left behind. Yeah, and then there's, like, another version with, like, Blake Lively. She's, like, stuck on a rock. Oh, and I've seen like, that shark. one. It's, I've like, all one. those movies are, like, the same vein, like, really long. Like, there's one where, like, two people get stuck on a ski lift, and they're, like, waiting, and they have to, like, wait out the night. I feel like that... <gasps> could be another one of those movies. Right. Where truly. like they I love that movie by their, the way, the ski lift one. This, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I've then, never right? seen I do. It. It's scary. Yeah. Are, are there any like movies or anything about this about this concept, Reina, that you have just explained? Because that is fucking horrifying. Mm-hmm. I think there are. There's a movie about everything, but like Japanese yeah. movies are so like C D rate movies here. It's like <laughs> not like Hollywood and they're so lame. But there is something kind of like freaky about them and scary about them. Um 
I'm sure there is. I'm sure right. there is something about Kokuri-san. And even just saying the name freaks me out. I say it in an American accent because like, I don't want to say it in like real Japanese. It's just, it's one of those things. I don't know why oh, I'm so afraid that, of it. That's so, I mean. Creepy. Yeah, yeah there are definitely that. like, we've had stories on this show before where it's like, if you say this thing or if you like right. do, then like you accidentally have unlocked some ritual and like something yeah, bad right. will happen. Like so if I say right. like La Llorona, it's not as scary. La Llorona? Yeah. Yeah. Like, ah, no. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's but, true. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it could be, there could be like some, yeah, some phrase that you just don't want to say. I I feel that. Um, Was that your, it's by the way, was things. that your first story, Reina? Are we into the story portion of this episode? Because I remember you said I you think wanted we to are. talk about it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So for those at home who are watching or listening to us, Reina and I were texting back and forth like how are we going to do this episode like what would be the most fun like and what is also like the least amount of work for like both of us <laughs> right right <laughs> like because it's just I haven't seen you in forever and so I was like I this is just going to be more of like a conversation episode however I did prepare two little pieces of Japanese folklore that I read and what we did with Kamu I thought was really cool where like I like would read what I had read on online and like researched and then Kamu would correct me if anything was wrong. And I thought that that was cool. So also maybe Raina, if you've heard of any of these pieces of folklore that I have prepared, maybe you can correct me as well. Sure, sure. So what we decided is we're going to like switch off. So Raina's going to do a story. I'm going to do a story. Raina's going to do a story. I'm about to be razzle dazzle. That's right. (laughs) So so Raina, when you're, is this, that's why I asked, is this your first story? Is it my turn? You know what? Yes, it is. That was my first story because it's the one that scares me the most. I can't wait to talk again about Kuchisake Onna, of course, but I feel like that's like a finale thing. Okay. Right. But yeah, Kokuri-san definitely scares me the most because I 100% believe in it. I like I look- one gajillion percent believe in it. I looked it up when you were talking about it and the first thing that came up was like an anime of like a girl with fox ears on, you know? Oh, and- oh, okay. That's a that's a really cute one. Yeah, <laughs> it was really cute. And then I like looked and then I was like Kokuri-san bored and then I saw all of the like papers written and it's like handwritten, right? Yeah, it's like handwritten. Like, yeah. It's like the like a brush and ink. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. Ew. Yeah, it was creepy. Ugh. It was very I'm so- creepy. <laughs> I'm so scared. Yeah. That's Ew. like, I don't know. Like, I feel like Ouija boards in general, like any know, form of so Ouija bad. board is just like asking for it. And I know we had um, Sapphire Sandalo on our show, who I believe is uh, knows you, Reina. Um, and Ooh. she came on and did a Filipino folklore episode with us. And she was talking about how she's kind of like made peace with the idea of the Ouija board because mm. it's just a tool. And so like whatever, it's like your intention that like makes right. it haunted or not. I haunted. have not. No, I think it's so scary. Yeah, but I feel like <laughs> I have not like transcended to that plane right. of like acceptance. Yeah, I'm not on that level shit. yet. Yeah. <laughs> Me neither. I can't get around the fact that no matter what you're calling on to probably a negative spirit, just, I don't know. It, I don't think it's my fault. I think it's them. Like they're yeah. scary. Yeah. I, yeah. Feel like, I won't invite them. I feel like happy, like people aren't playing weird games with people they don't know. You know, yeah. like you're hanging out with your True. friends. Like you, you know, when you're going out, like if you're trying to leave your group and go meet other people, it's generally because you're dissatisfied with your group. You know what I mean? So like in the spirit world, I feel like if there's a spirit who's like trying to communicate with these other people rather than just hang out with the spirit, <laughs> yeah, it's like yes, totally. they're not happy, you know? Right. And like a not happy spirit is a bad guy. Yeah, probably. maybe like they haven't accepted their death yet. Yeah. So they're like, I got to find a human to like right. enter so that I can be right. flesh and blood Or again. they're just bored and mischievous and like want to fuck stuff up. I don't know. Yeah, could be. Yeah. 
Well, my first story of today, because I am shocker, not Japanese, um, I can't <laughs> like I don't know this stuff inside and out. Right. Like Raina does. So I had to like write a paragraph. So I'm going to read you guys this okay. paragraph, and then I would love to hear your reactions, Natalia. And oh, then okay. also, Reina, I would like to hear yeah. any corrections That's you That's not optional. Have. You're oh, getting my reactions yes. no matter what. So. Okay. <laughs> well, I begin, as always, with a question. Ah. Natalia, hmm. have you ever heard of Hitobashira? Hitobashira. No, I have not. Now, Reina, can you pronounce that correctly for me? <laughs> you're, you're doing fine. It's hitobashira, but like there's no need to pronounce it super Japanese. Okay. All yeah, right. there's no need to like do the I hard like that. R. Hitobashira. Oh, that's Wow, you guys are wow. good. Well, I'm not going to do it because it's just going <laughs> to okay. be bad. But okay. So hitobashira, which loosely translates to human pillar, is a cultural practice formerly observed in Japan, China, Burma, Indonesia, and other areas of East and Southeast China, uh, Asia. This, cold, this historic cultural practice called for a sacrifice to the gods what? when constructing large-scale <gasps> buildings such as dams, bridges, castles, and the like. But just what was this sacrifice, you might ask? Burying humans alive in no. or near the inside of foundations of buildings. This is real? Like, if you go to a building and tear it down, there's a dead person in there? Well, it's debatable, as oh. I will shortly explain. But it's said that this is a cultural practice observed in many parts of Asia, and the oldest known example of this happening is supposedly, allegedly, in Japan. Okay. Okay. So, some of the earliest written records of Hidobashira can be found in the Nihon Shoki, or Chronicles of Japan. Uh. One particular story from this tome relays the tale of Emperor Nintoku. Emperor Nintoku was allegedly the 16th emperor of Japan, who reigned from 313 AD to 399 AD. And I say allegedly because there is That's actually no, I, well, this is why I say allegedly, because there is actually no concrete proof that he even existed, but it is generally accepted by historians that he did, though the dates of his period of power are still hotly contested. Because, yeah. like, how can you reign 87 years? Yeah. And, like, if you rise to power in your teens, if I, you I mean, I guess you killer, can. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I guess you can. Yeah. So. Regardless, regardless of whether or not he actually existed, this is the first example of human pillar. Uh, and the legend goes that there were two rivers, the Kitakawa and the Mamuta, that were prone to overflowing. Seeking a way to construct something that might prevent flooding in the future, Nintoku met with the best engineering minds of his kingdom. They informed him that it would be impossible to prevent the flooding. Troubled, Emperor Nintoku went to bed that night and proceeded to have a prophetic and divine mm. dream. Mm. He dreamed that there were two men living in his kingdom who held the key to preventing this flooding. Their names were Ko Koakubi and Koromono Ko. When the emperor awoke from his slumber, he immediately demanded to his men that these two men be found, and miraculously, his soldiers did find these <gasps> two men. Then, in accordance what? with his dream, he threw both of them in the rivers, no. one in each river, and drowned them. Following this act, his engineers were suddenly able to come up with a marvelous solution to construct an embankment that would prevent the rivers from flooding. 
Natalia. What? what are your thoughts, Natalia? Hold on. Okay, so you're telling me this guy that reigned for 87 years was sleeping and he had like a nightmare that there were two guys? He had like a vision. He had... So this is, again, this is why I say allegedly, because it's okay. like how much of this is legend, how much of this is true. Right. But this is the earliest known text that yeah. can be found on this topic of human pillar. So he had a vision that he needed to go find these guys and throw them in a river? Yes. And the vision even told him what, like, province they could be found in or, or prefect they could be yeah. found in and then what their names were. Wow. And so he went and what? found two guys with that name and threw them in the river. Yes. And his men, I mean, I don't think he personally did it, but yeah, yeah like but he, he did. did the order. And then as soon as these two guys drowned in these two rivers, his engineers were like, you know what? We previously said it was impossible, they but we just, out. we found it. We right. like Jimmy Neutron brain blasted a solution. So the human sacrifice worked. Worked. Yes. So wow. weird. Why didn't the prophecy just tell him how to do the, the dam? Because, because prophecies are cryptic by right, their very they nature. They are. <laughs> and they require you to do the legwork. Yeah, like it's not fair if they're just like, hey, I'm God. This yeah. is how you build it. Here's like the blueprint. I wonder what their names were. Like if it was a, just a really generic Japanese name and like. Well, I'll ask Reina since we have you. Do you yeah. know if modern in modern times are these are these common names or rare names? The first one is K-O-W-A-K-U-B-I. Kawakubi. K-O-W-A-K-U-B-I. Koa? Koa? Koakubi? Yeah. That is such a weird name. Okay. Um, so well, keep in mainly, mind this is 300 AD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is like extremely rare and barely a name. So okay. It's, <laughs> okay. okay, so good. So it rules well, no. out that like, you know, he just went and got two random people. Right. Like if the name was like Bill Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. It's any- no, it's really specific. And also it's a weird name because like Kubi in Japanese means neck, but it also means head. Like when you oh. say like take their head, you say like take their neck in Japanese. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure it's not the same kanji, but because of that, nobody has that in their name. Like nobody like would dark. have it in their surname. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So maybe I wonder if this guy was born to die. Right. Like, and that's wow. why the vision was like, find this guy with this weird name that like nobody would ever have this word in their name. Aren't we all Damn. born to die? Well, that's such a sick tattoo. <laughs> that's such a Lana Del Rey thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> I feel like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now my next story of Hito Bashira is according to Wikipedia, our favorite source on this show, another example of Hito Bashira can be found in a famous historical diary from the 15th century called the Yasutomi Ki. And in oh, okay. this text, the author writes that in the tradition of Hito Bashira, a woman who was carrying a boy on her back was kidnapped when she walked past the river Nagara, where a large and complex bridge was set to be built. Her kidnappers then buried her alive in the area where the foundation of the bridge would be laid in the following days. And this Uh. ensured that the bridge would be structurally sound. What? What, 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 Was her child also? Okay, I had the same thought and I could not find, I could not find (laughs) what happened to the child. So I don't know. Okay, now another legend of Hito Bashira comes from the story of one of the of how one of the oldest surviving castles in Japan was built. Yes. Okay. This castle is called the 
Maruoka, Maruoka mm-hmm. Castle mm-hmm. and was constructed in 1576 by a man named Shibata Katsutovo. And Shibata was the adopted son of one of the leading army generals of the time. The legend goes that while Shibata was building his castle, one of the stone walls around the perimeter kept collapsing, no matter how many times the workers tried to lay the stones. One of Shibata's lieges then suggested that the only way to fix this problem was to make someone into a hitobashira. (gasps) Why, though? Like, that According to author Kazundo Fukushima, quote, Oshisu, a one-eyed woman who had two children and lived a poor life, was selected to be the Hitobashira. She That's was so wrong. I know. know but she she was like ch- fine with it, apparently, according to this legend. Wow. She resolved wow. herself to become one on the condition so that her only request was that she would do this willingly if one of her children would be made a samurai. Oh. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a trade-off. Not both. Not both. Right. It's your life. I know. I, know. She, I guess she was like, well, I do have one eye. So it's like one son. <laughs> one, one eye for one son. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. So she was buried under the central pillar of the castle's keep, which is like a tower. Uh-huh. And soon after that, the construction of the castle's keep was successfully completed. And like all of the stones stopped falling down in this one area of the perimeter. Right. Um, wow. Like fence. But now they've got ghosts. So at what exactly, cost? Exactly. But now they've got ghosts. But Katsutoyo was transferred to another province and her son was not made a samurai. Her, <gasps> her spirit felt resentful. Oh, of course. And made, Duh. Yeah, obviously. Like, this is, <laughs> look, if we've learned one thing on this show that transcends all cultures, it's don't fuck with, with people's yeah. dying wishes. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. Because that's how you get a ghost. So she, her spirit was so angered by this that she made the moat overflow whenever the spring rain Good. came. And, um... And whenever the season of cutting algae came in April every year. Mm -hmm. And so people would call that rain. So this rain started as soon as this like haunting happened and it didn't stop for years. And so people in the area referred to this as the rain caused by the tears of Oshitsu's sorrow. Mm. And they erected a small tomb in order to soothe her spirit. And did it work? Well, there was a poem handed down that says, so this is like a poem that is like a culture, uh, like a historical poem, yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah. that they find in the history books of this town. And it says, the rain which falls when the season of cutting algae comes is the rain reminiscent of the tears of the poor Oshitsu's sorrow. Right. And it has been commented that the instability of the walls of the castle was actually likely caused by the poor design of the castle. But now people say, like, no, it was definitely because, like, the, the her last wishes weren't carried out. And so now she's, like, flooding yeah, everything. Yeah, maybe the, and... po- the design was poor because her last wishes weren't carried out. Yes, it could be. Um, she did, like, like, if the whole thing is that the human pillar makes, like, engineering, like, feats of engineering. What uh, There's a fucking word for this. I don't know what it is. Makes, like, you're architecture it. good. Yeah. Okay, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> then, like, if they didn't do that then the architecture's bad. Because right. wasn't the other story the same deal? Like, Which similar, one, the bridge? Yeah, the bridge type thing. It's like, oh. Like, but the bridge was the successful. Bridge. The bridge was because, successful. Because the human pillar worked. But it's like always something about engineering or like a, 
uh, yeah it's always something about like the building or you know yeah definitely and now you asked me so did this shrine like soothe her soul and it's undetermined because apparently these rains still happen the castle obviously has not gotten more structurally sound over the years well i so, would still be pissed too i'm like the whole thing was you're supposed to make my son a samurai yeah like i don't want a shrine yeah i could have just yeah. been i could have been alive with right. the same outcome as now exactly you know Okay, so now here's the last little thing that I researched about this topic. So although it is unsure whether or not this legend of human sacrifice actually took place in Maruoka Castle, many authors have noted that the castle itself has always been steeped in mystery because the castle is also known as Kasumigajo or Mist Castle, hmm. like a castle with mist. Oh. Due to the legend that whenever an enemy approached the castle, a thick mist would appear to hide it. So in some Ooh. ways it was like blessed and in other ways yeah. it was cursed. Well, maybe it's self-preservation, you know, like the, right. the spirits preserving themselves. Right. She Maybe she doesn't want to not have a home. She's just yeah. also pissed. Yeah. So... Maruoka Castle is actually not the only castle thought to have a Hito uh, Hito Bashira in its construction, because according to Wikipedia, the the Matsu Castle is also said to have been constructed on a human sacrifice buried under the castle's stone walls, and it was a woman, and her name has never been recorded, and nothing concerning her is remembered except that she is thought to have been a beautiful young maiden who was fond of dancing, and is referred to as simply the Maiden of Matsu. And after the castle was built, a law was passed forbidding any woman to dance in the streets of Matsu because the woman who was, like, sacrificed loved to dance. And if someone would dance around the castle, then her spirit would shudder and the castle would shake from top to bottom like an earthquake. What? <laughs> so, Reina, I am so interested to hear. Did you, had you heard of any of these little things that I just talked about? I've heard of Hitobashira before, but I thought it was all just like absolute folklore um, or just like story fodder, I guess. Right. But um, yeah, I've definitely heard of it before. I've heard of it as kind of like you want to sacrifice a body for a really large castle, like specifically mm -hmm. for really I guess like sacred things, right? Yeah. Like not like religion sacred, but uh, something for like the emperor, for example. And I thought Hitobashira were done to kind of be like, the, the person that is getting sacrificed like wants to be sacrificed for the sake of the country okay. or whatever you right. want to call it. Yeah. So I always thought it was kind of like a positive thing. I Not really, yeah. but I, I didn't know that it was like so cursed. Yeah. Well, okay, I will say that in my research, I did see um, some notes, it, like different people had written different things about like, um, it was meant like some people who think it's not real, right. That it's just like a piece of folklore totally. that this story is just meant to be like sort of an allegory that's supposed to inspire you as like a Japanese person to, um, embody the spirit of self-sacrifice for the greater good. Right, right, right. That that is what I thought it was. Um, I don't really know a lot about Hitobashira, but like of the very acute, knowledge that I have from it I really thought it, like you said it was like a positive thing it was supposed to be like right. a if you 
sacrifice yourself, something good will come from it. And also Japan's like a really homogenous country. Mm-hmm. So we all are supposed to work together. The idea is that like one person sacrifice is going to benefit everyone else. Oh, and like an allegory. It, it, yeah. yeah. So I thought it was like supposed to be like that. Now it's scary. Well, I think maybe it can be both, right? Maybe like, first of all, it might not even be real. That's why I'm saying <laughs> alleged. <laughs> but let's say it was real. I mean, it sounds I bet like it was real. Yeah. It sounds well, it sounds like a lot of the people other than the lady that was kidnapped and the guys that were kidnapped, I guess. But it sounds like (laughs) the last two that like were sacrificed for castles, it sounds like they accepted their fate, right? The problem is when people don't respect the wishes of the person who sacrificed themselves. Right. Right. I would agree with that. Yeah. That's that's my takeaway from that story. Um, and then Raina, do you have another another one for us? Oh yeah. Um, I do. <gasps> I want to talk about um ticket ticket. Yes. Which I, I which I do I have like an issue with, so I'm gonna bring that up as well. Okay, I'm um, ready. Okay, so hot take ticket ticket, first and foremost, is an automatopoeia for the sound of something crawling by Ew. Um, oh like like yeah. Tick, 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 it's tick, yeah tick, tick, yeah yeah, yeah like basically exactly across yeah like, yeah skittering. um skittering. so it's so that's what makes it really weird but take it take it is basically the ghost of a schoolgirl that fell onto the tracks when she was going home one day she fell onto train tracks and a train ran her over like tick, tick, and tick, like a train goes See, that's what I, okay. Oh my God, you're so smart. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) (laughs) I'll explain the discrepancy in a minute. But um, so the train just ran over her body, but split her perfectly in half. Like her bottom half and her top half were just like, like completely split, right? Yeah, it's messed up. And the problem is that I think there's a lot of potential backstory behind it where I think maybe the girl was bullied and therefore suicidal. So maybe she wanted to fall on the tracks. The other fact is that maybe she fell and no one tried to help her. So that's why she's vengeful. So So there's like two potential reasons. Right. Exactly. In one way or another, there's a reason why she's vengeful. Yeah. And it's not like truly an accident, for example. Right. Um, And so this ghost is only the top half of a schoolgirl, which is just already uh, visually freaky. Right. Yeah, no, not um, a fan. Yeah. And she haunts people that are walking alone at night near train tracks. And you'd think she would push them onto train tracks or something. But no, she goes around and slices them in half with like a sickle, which oh. is really strange and like super not Japanese. Well, right. actually, I guess... We have Kama, which are basically like old school like sickles. So I guess it kind of makes sense. But like visually in my head, that like weird sickle imagery is kind of strange. But she will slice you in half because the idea is that she wants to take you the way she was taken. And she kind of wants to steal your legs. So the motivations, right. There's like two different motivations there, right? Right. Like she's mad that you're like alive and she's mad that you could just like be walking around. And so she wants to kill you in the way that she died. But she also kind of wants to take your legs. She's resourceful. Two birds with one stone. Right. Exactly. She's actually kind of smart. Is she trying to use your legs? Like she's um, she's looking for a good fit. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's why she's like lurking around or she doesn't like that 
people aren't grateful to be alive, for example. And like, why are you walking around at night when it's like dangerous out, for example? I think that's maybe a little bit of the logic, which is again, why I think people tell this story to be like, don't go out at night, like where it's dark, you could be dangerous. Um, So the reason why it's called Ticket Ticket is because when she's crawling around, they're saying that like, that's the noise it makes. But just like Natalia said, I thought the ticket ticket noise was supposed to be the train yeah. tracks, like the yeah. train, like, like, yeah, exactly. That's what I thought it was supposed to be. But um, I even like looked it up and everything really does say that it's the sound of her crawling, which I can't really make sense of because like she doesn't have feet and if she's dragging her upper body around, I guess like maybe her nails. Yeah, right, right. I yeah, I figured That's it would be something be like, like that. that kind of, yeah, because she's gonna put her two hands out in front and then use them to pull herself forward and then right. pull herself forward. Unless she's exactly. like has a really strong oh, like, core and so she's just like you kind of like planking the whole time. Like, oh God. That uh, is way, that? way scarier, scarier somehow. I feel like a little Japanese schoolgirl isn't that strong though. Yeah, I mean maybe, maybe not. she was really but, beefy. But Who that knows? that would be much scarier. Is like first yeah. of all. It's a Japanese schoolgirl that like died tragically and right, is only right. like has no bottom half. Yeah. But then also she's just hella buff. Yeah. And is yeah. is ready to like plank the shit out of right. your body. Like, she's no real longer strong. Yeah. Not formidable. Like right. she can fuck you up. Exactly. Yeah. And I sure. this that is scares the picture. Me. Let me show Natalia. This is the picture that pops oh, up on Wikipedia. Oh, of it. that's weird. Okay. Is she holding a sickle? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like the Grim See, Reaper. Isn't that weird? It is weird. I feel like, I feel okay. like Whoever I'm from a writing perspective, I feel like it's missing the point. So like if the point is that she's vengeful over the way she died, then she should try to kill you, like you said, in the same way that she died by pushing you on the tracks. Or perhaps if you wanted to get abstract with it, then um, if she felt like no one was helping her, then maybe her ghost like like pushes you into other situations where no one will help you, you know, but like the sickle doesn't really make sense because she's, uh, is she upset that she was cut in half or is she upset that she died and no one helped her or, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think she's, I don't want to speak for her, but (laughs) far be it from us to speculate on how Tekka Tekka feels. Exactly. But the sickle thing kind of makes it seem like she's lost her own point. But perhaps that's like makes her even crazier, you know, like maybe she started off as this vengeful ghost who like had a plan and everything. And then she's like, fuck it. I'm just going to kill people. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It could be. Also, I feel like the the scythe or sickle is like Natalia did a whole episode on Uh um, the the Grim Grim Reaper. Reaper. Or, and like why he holds one and it right. has to do with like the end of um harvest yeah season. like you're reaping yeah. what you sow yeah so Whoa. i wonder maybe that could be why right. she has one it's more it's more more maybe figurative it's, yeah it's like poetic like oh you're gonna i'm gonna reap what you sow because humanity was bad to me and now i'm coming right. to harvest yeah. your soul that's fucking scary yeah okay that Raina, is scary i have to ask Raina, have have you First of all, okay, like with the with the Ouija board thing, do you know anyone who's ever played that before? Yes, <laughs> um, and I hate it. So <laughs> I used to go, I used to go to Japanese school um, a lot. So I went to Japanese school in New Jersey uh, on Saturdays, and I also went to Japanese school here in Japan during the summers when I'd visit because school is like year round here, and it's just it's hell. <laughs> um, and in the Japanese school in New Jersey. 
I think my friends wanted to play it and I just went home that day. Oh, <laughs> like yeah. I literally was like, no way. Like that's not happening anywhere around me. Um, I went home and then in my Japanese school here. So I went to an elementary school here and I think maybe they I was bullied here in Japan oh, no, because like I no. look weird. Oh, I, I'm good. Wait, but, like, why do you look weird? I don't. Yeah, you look beautiful. Oh, they, I'm like, stop it. Your um, skin, by the way, need to drop that skin care yeah. routine. Text it to me after we're done because your skin is glowing. Oh, my God. I just drink a lot of water. But that's, I will say the water here is problem. incredible. Yeah, the water is like amazing here. And I drink like gallons of oh, it. Um, but okay so when I was younger again I'm in like the deep countryside everyone looks the same like everybody has the same black Mm. short haircut with like bangs and they like wear the same types of clothing and obviously since I grew up in New Jersey my mom like dressed me kind of like funky yeah so and also my attitude is huge like I've I'm just like the energy just is not Japanese. It's not like a tame little Japanese girl. It's this like angry old man. (laughs) So I think they maybe like smelled that off of me. Um, And yeah, I was like, they did not like me. They thought you were haunted, basically is what you're saying. Yeah, which is fair. Like that's fair. (laughs) (laughs) But they really didn't like me. And actually um, there is one bullying thing that happened that I really didn't like. They, we have swim classes in Japanese school during the summer. There's like a pool attached to every school. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, they took my clothes. (gasps) So like I had to be in a bathing suit like the whole day. I know it's like, I could talk about it now because it's like funny. Oh, no, but that would be my fucking nightmare. First of all, being in a swimsuit in front of my peers in high school yeah, was, I was my nightmare. I was thinking yeast. Well, like, that, well, of course, that's stuck too, in a swimsuit but... all day. Like, <laughs> no, oh, that's, that's my nightmare. <laughs> no, I, yeah, maybe they were just like fucked up and like thought you were hot and like wanted to see that, you Honestly, more. that's probably what it was. You know, I mean, they're like, well, we take your maybe. clothes, we can stare at her body all day and be weird. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Okay, I'm well, so- sorry to bring your girls. trauma up. Like, sorry if you didn't want to talk about that and we forced it out. No, at, honestly, not at all. Like, it's totally fine. I wasn't really traumatized, but it was, I was actually like, I'm a really happy, normal kid. So yeah. I would just be like, what's happening? Why yeah. is this happening to me? That's so but- weird because I, I mean, this in itself, this in its own way is problematic, but I always like considered like Japanese school children to be very polite. It's kind of like part <gasps> no! of the culture, no! but they're not. <laughs> They are so mean. Bullying here, like what I received was like a gentle love tap. Bullying here is horrific. Um, maybe it's better now, but like it's they they will bully you so hard. They don't and like so dangerously. Yeah, there's no like uh, like programs or anything like that because I feel like bullying here in the United States is like really frowned upon now. Yeah, like you get kicked out of school. There's like no tolerance policy. But it, that's not reached Japan yet, or perhaps in this time I don't think had so. not. Wow. Maybe. Well, definitely when I was younger, not like people like bullying is bad in Japan. And like, there's such group think in Japanese yeah. schools. And the idea is that like you don't want to stand out, you don't want to be the one that's different. Right, so right. you will end up joining in on the bullying because you don't want to be on the side right, of like yeah. protecting or saving or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, Japan, like there's like some deep-seated messed up stuff. I could probably go on about it, but <laughs> um, but anyway, the whole point is they it was really popular when I was young, the kokuri something, right? Uh. So um, 
people would do it a lot, like a lot, a lot. And they would specifically sit like in the back of the classroom near a window mm-hmm. to like allow Kokuri-san to come no. in and stuff. No, so don't like it. Yeah. And, and it what would do just you, be like, what do you ask Kokuri-san? Oh. Like, what are things well, you ask them? You can ask him for silly stuff like, um, will the boy that I like, like me back or, you know, stuff like that. But the problem is he never is there for you. Like he just comes because you allowed a gateway to open up. Like he's not there for you. Like he'll trick you and he'll be like, yeah, yeah, the boy will like you. But like, I'm going to take your mom. Like, it's just weird shit like that. He's a fox. Yeah. Yeah. I also exactly. feel like so, if I was a spirit and someone was like, does the boy that I like like me? I'd be like, bitch, find out. Like, I don't How the fuck am I supposed to know? Yeah, yeah. You know, like, go talk to them. All right. Are we done exactly. here? Yeah, yeah. So you played yeah. it. You played this in Japanese school? No, I no. never played it. I will oh, never. I've never scared. played it. I won't even like witness it. If I see it happening around me, I'll just go away. Like, I'll just I'm, disappear. I feel like I have like a bully seed in me because like hearing that about you, like I had this weird intrusive thought where I was like, what if we just like forced her to play it? Yeah, no, <laughs> no don't worry. We won't do it. I mean, like I'll play the Ouija board in broad daylight yeah. while other people can see us. <laughs> like I have conditions, but I'll right. do it. Yeah, right. That makes sense. And then did, yeah. do you know anyone who has seen Teke Teke? No, actually. Um, I've never known anyone to actually know Teke well, Teke, but dead. they do talk about it. Like, don't go out at night because Teke Teke is around or like, don't oh. go like, don't come home. Don't get on the last train, for example. Right. right. Like, it's like stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that yeah. Don't sense. get on like the final train at oh, night or so- like, don't go don't get off at a train station that has no like light lights or like lamps or stuff like yeah. that because like take a ticket might see you kind of thing um that yeah are, but like, it's, it's already never... scary enough to be on the last train as a woman or like getting off at a train station where totally. there's like no one around and it's dark and now you're adding that there's like this bitch that's this gonna cut you in half yeah this beefy girl that's gonna come get you so scary <laughs> Oh you know God. what? You know what makes like Japanese folklore and things like that so scary is because they're taking situations that are just so commonplace. Where right, like I feel right. like a lot of our Western ghosts are like you have to be in a haunted house or like it's like the it's not just like oh you know you're in a cab going somewhere and there's a cab ghost or there's right. like right. a train ghost where that's like part of your everyday thing you know right. That, yeah. You bring up such a good point. That's exactly why it's so terrifying, yeah. I think. And also, like what you mentioned before about the grudge, the grudge just scares the crap out of me because she's just there in like mundane, regular ass right. situations. And also the whole point of why the grudge was so particularly scary to Japanese people is because she completely... um demolished any idea that anything good and positive like this is going to protect you. For example, and one scene, the grudge came out of a home shrine. Like that's never supposed to happen. The shrine's supposed to protect you. I actually totally didn't like, it didn't even phase me because I wasn't like, I was just watching it, you know, but now that, now, now that you say that I remember that and you're right. Like I was just like, Oh, smoke's coming out. That's scary. But it's like, yeah, that would be like if a demon came out of like a crucifix. Well, that's, I think that's why like, yeah, in, in the U.S., we have all these nun horror movies, yeah. right? Oh, it's like, oh, it's so scary. It's like if you're in the church, there's nothing supposed to be able to get you, right? And then there's right. just this fucked up nun coming right. out of like a painting of Jesus Christ and she's right, there to right. take yeah. your soul. Yeah, yeah. Totally. exactly. There's definitely kind of fun. like a sacrilegious feeling yeah. behind yeah, it. Like, exactly. why would the one thing that's supposed to save you not be the thing that gets you? Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that's so fucked. 
Okay, well, I have I have another one, Raina, oh, that yeah, I'm ready me. to share. Oh, okay. bring it. So I was I was telling Raina, I was like, here are some of the things that I was kind of thinking of. And she said that she had never heard of this one before. Ooh. So I'm very excited to share it. What is it? So I begin again with a question for Natalia. Oh. <laughs> Natalia. Uh-huh. As you know, mm-hmm. Japan has an extremely rich and impressive history involving literature and the arts, correct? Yes, best culture Natalia, on this planet. I, I won't say more because... I cut it out every time <laughs> she does this, Reina, but every time we cover anything that's even tangentially related to Japan, Natalia goes off on this rant about how Japan is the best culture, they have everything, the best, and then I always cut it out because I'm like, you can't... It, it Look, when I went to Tokyo and I went up in the fucking Tokyo Sky Tree and I looked out over oh. all of the city and I saw it all planned out, like, like just I knew it was God's favorite city. <laughs> and I'll say it until I die because it's like just perfect streets everywhere. Like just the way that you recycle things like the, the just everything is just fucking perfect about it. And I know there's a lot of dark things about it that aren't perfect, like the suicide rate and all that. And everyone's like all stressed out and like working. And there's like, you know, the sex is bad and all of whatever. But. <laughs> just just how clean it is and like just how organized it is and how like you get on a train and there's not like weird people in your face like they like respect your shit it's true. i like that it's, it's like a place it is impressive it's a place where like the social the social norms are like binding and like i it makes me feel safe <laughs> well everyone i i'm gonna leave it in this time but yeah i'll put a you. trigger warning in front of it that okay. natalia is talking about japan it's just literally just gonna say trigger warning natalia talks well, who about who would japan. be triggered someone who's like actually god's favorite culture is da, 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 da. like it's just it is what it is okay it is what it is all right so <laughs> your answer was yes that japan yes. is known for its rich and storied artistic yes, history it is. okay all right so one famous poet from japanese history is a man named Yaso Saiju, and I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. I will put it up on the screen along with a photo of him, who lived from 1892 to 1969. And what made him famous is that in 1919, he released his 27th collection of poetry entitled Sakin or Sakin, which loosely is supposed to translate to gold dust. What? What do you mean? Okay. Sakin. He's made of gold dust. No, this is just the name of a book of poems that he published. Oh. Okay. So, <laughs> but one of the poems. What? I don't know how I got that either. That, <laughs> that time I was truly like, oh, this is bitches. Natalia dumb. loves treasure. So I get it. Yeah. You were just like, wait, gold dust? How do I get it? Okay. No, it was the name of one of his books. Okay. So one of the poems found in this collection became extremely popular during the time and not only in Japan, but also throughout the world. All right. And this poem is known as. Tomino's Hell. And Natalia, I'd like to start the discussion by having you read this poem aloud for our audience. Yeah, okay. Because I want to make it interactive. Yes, you know? please. And But I do just want to make a little note here. I do want to say that obviously this poem was originally written in Japanese, and the version we will be reading is in English. And so anyone, well, and anyone who's ever like worked in translation, like Reina, I know you do, knows that it is notoriously difficult to translate poetry from right. one language to another because poetry is often full of like symbolism and figurative right. imagery. And words and phrases that have double meanings. But yeah. but when you translate it, the double meaning is lost or, right. or the symbolism is lost because maybe it doesn't carry over to the yeah, next culture. Sense. So I just want to say that this particular translation was done by Tara A. Devlin, who I've cited on this show yeah, multiple times. I love I, that I, person. 
I don't know why she doesn't return my affection. Just kidding. <laughs> I've never told her that I love her before. But she's has a, like, a really great um, podcast called Koabana and another called Toshiden where she talks about creepy shit in Japan. Yeah. And she did this translation. But I just wanted to like kind of give that like preamble to just say like maybe okay. if you're Japanese, a Japanese listener and right. you're reading it in like Japanese, it it could be different. Okay. So what you're saying is this poem is exactly translated perfectly from right. Japanese yeah. into English. That's what and I'm saying. And there's no, uh, no other translation. Right. Okay. Yes. Perfect. So Natalia, I would like okay. you to read this poem and you can pull this closer to you for everyone watching. This. Who's confused. Um, I have a TV tray in front of me. Okay. It says Tomino's hell. Oh, okay. This is, Oh, right. <clears throat> I need the charm. I feel like to yeah. read this. <laughs> His older sister vomits blood, and his wow. younger sister vomits fire, and the cute Tomino vomits his soul. Tomino falls into hell alone, the darkness of hell where even flowers don't bloom. Is it Tomino's older sister wielding the whip? The blood on the whip weighs on his mind, beating and striking, yet not hitting at all. There is but a single road to the eighth and most painful hell. Would you request guidance into the darkness of hell from the golden sheep or the nightingale? Put as much as you can into the leather sack in preparation for the journey into the most painful of hells. Spring comes to the forest and the valley and to the seven twisting valleys of dark hell. The nightingale in the cage, the sheep in the cart, and tears in the eyes of cute Tomino. Cry, Nightingale, in the forest rains. He screams as loud as he can in yearning for his younger sister. The cries echo throughout hell, and the buttercup blooms. Through the seven mountains and seven valleys of hell, the cute Tomino's solo journey. If they are in hell, bring them. The mountains of pins and needles... The red pins don't scan, stand out as a sign leading to cute Tomino. Well, they've got, at least I got spring there is all I have to say. Yes. What the That's hell, so man? fucked up. Like he's vomiting. His, I mean, that, first of all, that poem, I have so many thoughts about that poem. Well, would, let me let me tell you why this poem rose to popularity because it's pretty fucked up. It's great right? though. It's, it's great. Yeah. It's beautiful. I get it. I understand it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's really fucked up. Whoever wrote that has some serious issues. Well, I'll tell you, it is said that you should only read this poem with your mind and never what out loud. What oh, the wow. fuck? <laughs> or if you read the poem aloud, you will surely die. Oh, thanks now, you. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Thank now, you. Now, don't worry, Natalia. You're going to be fine because the curse only works if you read it in its original translation. Oh, right. And it's not. Oh, good. So don't worry. I wasn't being an asshole. And according to what Tara A. Devlin, who apparently I'm in love with, writes on <laughs> Coabana.net. So th this is the reason why this poem like became like super popular. In 1974, a movie called Denen Nishisu, which translates to To Die in the Countryside, mm. was released. And it was written and directed by Terayami, Terayama Shuji. And he, he apparently had read this poem, Tommy Knows Hell, and was like, wow, this is so beautiful. Such striking imagery. I'm going to turn this into a movie. Oh. So he turned it into a movie. And then he apparently 
died like a couple years after making the movie and and like he was pretty young and like pretty healthy he apparently died right after making it and then also he was having an affair with a university student and around the same time that he died she died in an unrelated incident and she was even younger and apparently though like apparently like the part of the folklore and like urban legend it actually didn't reach like the peak of popularity until 2004 mm-hmm. because there was a book called kokoro wa korogaru ishi no yuni and the author ya- yamoto yamota inuhiko claimed that if you by chance happen to read this poem out loud after you will suffer from a terrible fate which cannot be escaped great and then like people started sharing after so 2004 like what was rising to popularity at the time the internet right yeah so like anonymous message boards in particular right so we learned during our ningen episode about two channel which is kind of like <laughs> japanese 4chan two cha- yeah, yeah yeah exactly it's the worst place ever <laughs> right okay so people were like talking about like okay like this book just came out and said this thing let's look at the poem oh shit look like this guy made a movie about it oh shit the right. guy died under really mysterious circumstances oh shit his um mistress died under really mysterious circumstances and so it like people started perpetuating this rumor of like if mm. you read this out it's loud like the ring like if you see this yeah you see this video die. Right, right. right. Um, but actually, if you look at the the like context for this poem, around the time that he wrote this poem, it was actually the year after World War One, and he was only twenty six years old and had just lost his father mm. in the war. So, symbolism in the poem hints at themes of war. For example, right. Um, like you know that last line you read about like little red pins. Yeah. Apparently, um, and maybe Raina, I don't know if you would know this or not, but I guess in World War One and World War Two, there was this tradition where soldiers would have these like patches almost mm. and they would have a thousand red stitches on them. And it was supposed to be from a thousand different women. And it was thought to be like, this is what we're fighting for. We're fighting for a our women. women. Th- okay. This is going to keep us safe. Oh. And so apparently the end of the poem where he's talking about like, oh, there's all these little red pins that are like, you know, scattered around as like he floats forward, whatever, by himself. Yeah. Apparently that hints at themes of like, I lost my dad in the mm. war and this like um, charm didn't keep him safe. And right. now Tommy knows all alone and like his soul has left him. And so it's kind of like maybe maybe this is just a poem about how it feels to lose a loved one in mm. a violent way. But people on two channel think that no it's literally about like you will go to hell if you read this right. poem out loud holy and shit it's so scary i know right it's and scary. so all these people start like of course like reading the poem aloud and reporting back their findings right and so according to what people wrote on two channel which obviously like who knows apparently one woman was struck by lightning after reading the Whoa. poem aloud after a, uh, being at a party so she was at a party <laughs> and people were talking about like and people were talking about like there's this cursed poem and then they were they were like oh i don't want to read it i don't want to read it you know and she was like i'll read it this is bullshit so then she reads the poem out loud and apparently after she left the party she was just struck by lightning wow and then another person posted that one of their friends just disappeared after they had dinner together when they were discussing tomino's hell and then the girl also didn't believe it and was like i'm gonna read this poem out loud like ha 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 and then she just disappeared and nobody ever saw her again. Nobody to this day, nobody knows what happened to her. 
And then in another example, a man died when a tree fell on his vehicle (gasps) only two hours after reading the poem aloud. What? And in still another example, a seemingly healthy college student died of a brain aneurysm immediately upon finishing reading the poem. And these are all very, like, strange ways to die. Right. All very. It's not. Freak accidents. Freak accidents. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So What? So, Raina, you had never heard of this before, you said? No, and it's so terrible. Um, I actually was going to say there is a lot of interesting um, imagery or rather like assimilies about hell because um, I just recently learned this because my grandfather passed away last year and we have to do this whole big ritual where we like dress him in this like scary white kimono and he has all these things like uh we have to put these um like reed slippers on him and we give him like a bamboo cane and it's basically to prepare him for his journey Mm. to get to heaven and there are supposedly like a lot of things you have to do and it takes a very very long time um and there are how do I explain this there's a lot of I guess, like obstacles that are in the way. And they're all kind of like verbally related to what we normally do in life. So you know how in the poem they mentioned there's like a mountain or a hill with needles? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's a that's a real thing. Uh, well, <laughs> I keep saying real. Um, it's a real when belief. We do, yeah, yeah. When we do these like funeral rituals, we believe that there is a mountain of needles that you have to walk through at, safely in order mm. to get to like the next thing to get to heaven. Mm. And while you are mourning somebody that is like your relative that's, you know, passed away in the last year or so, you're not supposed to do any needlework. Like you're not supposed to oh. sew stuff and you're not supposed to like use like a sewing machine or oh, do really like needlepoint. Yeah, you're essentially not supposed to like be stabbing things with a needle um, because it will force them to go through that needle mountain for longer or they'll get stuck on needle mountain. So, yeah, there's like this whole thing about. Yeah. And I didn't know that because like last year, as I said, my grandfather passed away and my grandmother like sews all the time she sews a lot that's like her thing and she wasn't doing it and I was like oh my god she must be so depressed yeah. that her husband passed away no she, she it's it's fine she was just like oh no no no! I just don't want him to get stuck you know all these needle needles mountain. and stuff so yeah and I was like what the fuck are you talking about and my mom had to explain it to me but yeah it's a thing is so that, is that like Shinto belief or is that what it where like what or is that just Japanese like just I think common, it's what is Buddhism, that Buddhism um yeah I think it's buddhist because i learned that all like death related or funeral related rituals are buddhism for okay. us um and it is like specifically japanese to have both shinto and buddhism and they like work together but they sometimes like battle against each other in terms of like what's supposed to be prioritized but yeah it's it's really bizarre uh i think so there's interesting to me yeah there's like a whole list of things that you can and can't do only because the words are similar or like they're symbolic and they happen in your daily life. So you don't want to like confuse the spirits that are right. helping guide your mm, soul that makes up sense. there. So yeah. So yeah, the needle mountain thing freaked me out. I'm not yeah. lying. That, that poem is very scary. Yeah, I'm very poem, not into it. I know I was kind of tripping over my words because like as I was reading it, I could see the next line and like the next line was worse than the line <laughs> yeah. I was reading. And I was like, oh, wow. This no, you, is did a, you did a beautiful job reading it. How do you feel having spoken these words aloud? But don't worry, you're knowing that it's just the translation you read. You know, I, I just feel 
the pain of the person who wrote that. Right. And in that, in its own way, that is haunted. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like you just feel that human suffering. Very like when beautiful you see, poem. Yeah, beautiful. But like when you see someone suffering and you're not and you want to help them, but you can't. Yeah. And I feel that like it's like a sadness for right. that person who's passed. Definitely. You know, because yeah. that that's so that's rough. But it's like very. Yeah, it's very haunted. But I feel like normally when I feel like hauntings, it's a, kind of like a surface level of like, ooh, that's a dead person. That's scary. Or like uh, EBGBs where that is like so much worse than yeah. that. That's just like a bone chilling, you know, like. Oh, absolutely. Soulless. Yeah. So. Yeah. It feels deeper. It does. It does. It feels like really, really deep. It's definitely like I've so I've heard like of that poem a couple years ago. I heard of it and I didn't realize if you I thought it was just like if you hear or read the poem, you're fucked. And so for like uh, several months afterwards, I was like, when do I die? Why did I like research this? Why did I read this? Because I just stumbled upon it. But then I when I was doing it for this episode, I was like, oh, it's actually fine because I've never heard it in Japanese and I've never said it in Japanese. Yeah, I it's so that was so, so creepy. It's almost like kind of like disrespectful to reduce it down to like they were doing on Chu Chan or whatever to like this like game. You know what I mean? Because like that it's like I felt even though it was translated, I did. I felt the the pain, the pain of it, of the author. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, all of Japan is haunted. Like (laughs) it's so I know you love Japan and like I love it too, but it is so damn haunted. It's so everything is so old and scary. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I said this a long time ago to you, Raina. I don't know if you remember, but I like have this Japanese boyfriend. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. A long, long time ago. You asked me to find him. I know. I was like, find him, bring him back. Like I like it was kind of like a running joke, but serious on the Sugar Pine podcast. I would like beg for my ex back. Like it was a joke, but it was also serious. Okay. So he was like Japanese and he would tell me all of this like stuff from Japan and I just, I don't, like, it is very haunted. But I remember when we went to Japan, we were taking, I took pictures of Okihagara because I was like, oh, look, the sign says, like, Okihagara. He made me yeah, delete yeah. them off my phone, was saying, like, he why? Did. Yeah, he was like, why would you do that? Like, you're making bad luck forever. Like, my businesses are going to fail. Like, we're oh. not going to be able to, like, live, keep our lifestyle because, like, you've done this, basically. And I was like, oh, wow. right, fuck that. Like, I'll delete that shit right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, like, I... I guess I'm a lot like him where I kind of believe it, but I think it's supposed to like happen to you. You know, it's not supposed to happen to people that are around you and stuff. Mm, it's like you cursed yourself. So. Oh, interesting. You, you, you're fine. I'm sure you're fine. He, like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm just kidding. Pretty no, haunted. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but what was he? Oh, he, I was going to, okay. If I remember what it was, what I was going to say, I'll say it again in a second. Raina, did you There's, have another story? Well, I, I actually do. I have I have to tell my second one the story, but I do want to mention something really interesting about Aokigahara. And like I said, Japan is like hella haunted, but there is this really beautiful side to Japan that tries so hard to gerrymander all of those haunted things into positive things. Right. So, you know, Aokigahara, yeah, so Aokigahara is a little like freaky and scary because people go there to commit suicide. Yeah. And there's a lot of there's a lot of reasons why it's very haunted. A, because we cremate our dead. Like mm-hmm. there's no such thing as just like a just burying a corpse in Japan. So the idea that there are just like 
dead bodies yeah. in this mountain is just already very, very haunted right. for us. Like that's mm-hmm. so not okay. We totally believe in cremation and it's like a yeah. whole thing. There's a whole ritual. So like flesh just being there is super not okay. Or like letting it decompose in that way is just like really a negative thing. Um, but there is this really, it's a little dark, but there's this idea that people that want to commit suicide just don't belong on this realm. And Mm. you're letting them have this like freedom to do this. So Alkigata is actually considered a little bit of like a, like a beautifully protected safe haven for people that are just lost on earth because they just, they're souls that aren't supposed to be on earth. So it's like, if you feel this calling to go there and like, you've been unhappy and you're just like, not really great at life on earth you go there and you feel freed you know where you're like oh like I understand now like my soul wasn't really supposed to come here that's why I feel so lost Mm. now I've been found and my soul can now rest at ease so it's not like entirely totally a negative thing it's supposed to be kind of like a very spiritual like it's okay like you you knew you didn't belong here and that's totally fine like that's how they kind of excuse it almost and in a way, if you're not completely freaked out by it, like I am, and yeah. you're like a really positive soul that like just wants to see the good and stuff, that is what you're supposed to like focus on. And it's really supposed to be a positive thing. It's like, it's a, it's a haven for people that did not belong on earth. Oh, right. interesting. So, yeah, that well, explanation yeah. is more for the people who are left behind than like the person who like is sad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's also true. I mean, like, I will be honest, Japan is not like the best purveyor of psychology yet. Yeah, it doesn't Um, sound like it. (laughs) Yeah, it's not. It's just, it's very complicated here. They really only understand like somatoform disorders, like, like, um, if like, you know, have a physical issue. Right. So they don't really like, we have the, we have like a word for depression and it's like clinical and stuff, but I feel like they're just not quite there yet in being able to kind of like help people it's in really that stigmatized way. still yeah, yeah 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 well i mean it's so only, it's only just starting to become destigmatized in the u.s i feel yeah, like right. so that makes sense yeah exactly so in a way japan likes to take the more like spiritual or like semi-religious aspect of it and be like it's okay like you didn't belong here yeah, like right. and it's okay that like we as regular people on earth regular sounds weird like don't understand you like we don't understand your pain because your soul is in pain yeah. like we can't know that kind of thing like tomino yeah yeah oh yeah. my god i know yeah. right yeah yeah could be so scary i want to hear your All next right. story while we start <laughs> okay so my finale yeah Yay. okay i love stuck on that now um i'm still gonna hold no. my little thing okay so Kuchisake onna literally means slit-mouthed woman, and there's a lot of different origin stories to it, but supposedly, I like the one where she's hyper-innocent. She, the one story is that she is this really beautiful woman that is married to a very abusive like mm-hmm. man, which just you know was like super common back in the day. And I do believe that she was she's like a really smiley girl or like a smiley wife. So she just like say hello and smile all the time to everybody. So she like everybody really likes her because she's so kind and stuff. But the husband interpreted it as like, I don't know, she's like a whore or something. Yeah, she's hoeing around. You smiling whore. Yeah. Yeah. How dare you be in a pleasant mood when greeting others? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So 
the idea is that like, oh, you like smiling so much. And then he like slit her mouth from ear to ear. And I don't know if that's what killed her, but maybe something else killed her as well. Right. So she died. And now she goes around with a surgical mask parading around like a normal person. Like you can't right. tell that there's anything wrong with her because surgical masks are totally normal in Asia. Yeah. Um, so she just like walks around and she comes up to men specifically and goes like, do you think I'm beautiful? And there's this like really weird uh, graph or like Venn diagram, basically. <laughs> that's like, if you say yes, um, she'll show you her like mouth and be like, do you still think I'm beautiful? And if you still say yes, she may not get you. But if you say like no to any of these things, she's going to get you. And I think she also wants to slit your mouth open in the way that, because she wants to kill you in the way that like she died or in the way Mm. that she suffered, or she wants a kind of like, kind of like a scarlet letter. Like she wants everyone to know that like you were evil or shitty or like you thought like she wasn't beautiful or whatever um another origin story is that she really was unfaithful so therefore Mm -hmm. her husband who's actually originally wasn't a bad guy like cut her mouth open because she like cheated on him a bad guy yeah yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, exactly exactly no matter what he's a bad guy (laughs) no matter what he's not good but but the idea is that she is no good. Like she is the one that is unfaithful. She is the one that kind of called it upon herself, which is a weird thing to say. So therefore she, even on earth was a not great spirit. So now on the spiritual realm, she's like a super bad spirit. And now she just kind of wants to get everybody. Right. But I like to believe that she was this like happy, sweet girl that was smiley, which is why it's symbolic that he was like, oh, you want to keep smiling? Like, uh, uh," because that kind of is more poetic as a story and it makes more sense. But yeah, that's the story. Is it, am I getting confused or is it true that like you try to distract her by asking a question? So if she's like, do you think I'm beautiful? You're supposed to ask her a question and then she gets confused and you can run away. I've heard of that before. Okay. Um, yeah, where you ask something like, well, do you think I'm handsome or something like that? Right. Yeah. Like something along the lines, but like definitely not like not so left field that she could be like, you, you're like not listening to me. Let me kill yeah, you anyway. Right. It has to be a little bit along the lines of what she's talking about. Right. But I've, I've absolutely heard that before. Like you strike up a conversation with her. Until she yeah. forgets like what she was doing. Right. 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 Or maybe if you're like what a super nice to woman. her. Yeah. D- distract. <laughs> yeah. That would happen to me. Yeah. So yeah. like I'd be like, oh, I forgot. What was I doing again? Was I supposed yeah. to kill you or was I supposed to let you go? Oh, you kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> if I remember, go. I'll come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when I remember I'll come back and kill you or whatever I was supposed to do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I just I just Googled it because I was curious and this is again wikipedia which is famous for being incorrect but also (laughs) maybe correct yeah okay it's exciting so they say that in some iterations of the legend you can survive an encounter with kuchisake ona by using one of several methods in some versions of the legend she will visit and oh wait what in some versions of the legend cut Kuchisake Ona will leave the potential victim alone if they answered yes to both of her questions, though right. in, though in other versions, she will visit the individual's residence later that night and murder them while they're sleeping mm. instead of murdering Great. them at the time. Other survival tactics include replying to Kuchisake Ona's question by describing her appearance as average, giving oh. the individual enough time to run away. Oh. Or you can distract her by giving her 
by giving or throwing money or hard candies, particularly the kind of candy known as Beckel Ame, made of caramelized oh, sugar, in okay. her direction, and she will forget what she's doing and stop to pick them up. Wow. Or by saying the word pomade three times. Pomade? pomade? That one sounds fake. That one sounds like someone just edited this article and was like, <laughs> like if you say the word hair gel three times, she runs yeah. away. Like, it doesn't even make any sense. That is weird. Yeah. I actually, I've heard of the big one. Of, wait, I the have, candy one. The candy I've heard one. of the pomade one, though. I get it. You're supposed to confuse her by saying, oh. like, I think the thing that I read was like, you could confuse her by saying something random, like the name of uh, oh. your pomade or whatever. Oh. So then someone, someone took that as like <laughs> the truth a random and, object yeah, and put it, and put like, it on, Wikipedia. With, yeah, on Wikipedia. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I've definitely heard of the candy thing. I heard that like, she'll have to look down to go pick it up and that's oh. when you can run away or something. Yeah. Okay, that makes more sense than like just like a cat like distracted or like a child. It makes more sense <laughs> if you just throw something. She's not sure what it is. Yeah. So then she's and like, wait, what is that? And then you can run away. Still pretty dumb. Yeah. I feel well, like. But I mean, it really begs the question, what are ghosts? Are they similar to their human vessels that they were once in? Or are is it just a shadow of that person so they don't have a brain? Yeah. They like can't you know come up with solutions on the fly to whatever they need to do well i think it's people who like didn't have it figured out on earth so they don't have it figured out in the afterlife like they can't could be transcend too. they can't figure it out i don't know what their deal is they need they like need help right could yeah. be <sighs> what well, a great episode that was guys fucking epic Raina. <laughs> yeah thank you i know i see you. you've been holding your rake this whole time and i'm very i'm like we need one yeah. It's not even the right charm. Like, it's not <laughs> for, like, evil spirits. It's just for, like, health and shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, it's better than nothing. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. We have nothing. We, we have, have nothing. like, a Ningen suit that looks kind of like a penis <laughs> and a Mothman suit that, well, yours is sick. I can't even make fun of it. Yours is just super I, sick. I'll send you guys a bunch of charms. Yes. I'll send you actual charms. Yeah, I would love, yeah. I'd love that. And anyone who's listening right now who would like to send Natalia and I a charm, you can do so by sending right. us a package at P.O. Box 1658. Oh, I actually... Camarillo, California, 93011. I actually have a charm for you, Allie. What? Uh, that I brought. Hold on. Let me get it. What? Out. Yeah. Or is this... No, you're I'm... full of shit. You're going to hand no. me a bag of poop right no, now. No, I'm not. You're like a flaming... She just pulled a purse out of a purse I know. I purse. saw that. That was... <laughs> that was very... Here. No. It looks... Reyna, this What is it? This can't be good. No! I know what it is and I don't want it right now. Okay, Reina, you're con because you're confused. This is what happened. A listener. It looks like a diaper, man. Oh, I'm not even sure. going to. I'm not going to. Sure. No, I'm not going to unbox it. You unbox it. I'm not. I don't want it. Okay. I'm scared of it. All right. A listener out of the kindness of their heart who probably is into taxidermy. We still haven't figured it out yet. Um, They made what? us. They took. Because we're really into possums. Natalia rescued a possum last year and got it surgery. Can you I see love this? Possums. Yeah. The, it's it's oh. possum arms. It's, it's mummified possum arms. Mummified possum arms. Now, again, this person is now, is like very talented, clearly. They like yeah. did some taxidermy shit. But we have they have not responded to us yet saying how they got the arms. So we yeah. are like a little like uncomfortable oh about like why are there chopped up limbs in a box mailed? It's scary oh to me. God. It's very scary to me. I'm scared. Yeah. So until we until the person who sent us this responds with the origin of these arms, we're right. a little bit wary. 
Right. It just opened. It opened. <laughs> it opened. <laughs> oh, Thank you so oh much, Raina, God. for coming on the show. Yes. Thank yeah. you for having me. This was so much fun. I had a and for I dressing up so too. much. Yes. Thank you for dressing up and having fun with it. And I want you to promote all of your stuff right now because I know that you are like popping on TikTok. Yeah. Are oh you? my God. Oh, wow. I am so not. I mean, yes, I love TikTok now. No, no, she does like Japanese lessons. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, how I like hated TikTok at first. I was trying so hard not to be into it. And then I found like all these like hilarious people and now I'm obsessed. I'm just like obsessed. But yeah, <laughs> please follow my TikTok then. It's just yeah. at Raina Scully. Everything I do is at Raina Scully. Thank God. Oh, amazing. Like, I'm so lucky. Oh, yeah. You're it's like yeah. a random name. Yeah, Natalia yeah. and I, our socials are so fucked up. No. I have like at Dog Mom USA for my Twitter and then at the AL Terry for Instagram. And then... yeah, mine's a bunch of different things. I didn't know I was going to do this. This was like never in my wheelhouse. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't I didn't know how important branding was. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah. Well, Raina, so we normally, this is the part of the show because it's 6.02 right now and we had the studio until 6, um, where we ask our guest to do our sign-off. Now, our sign-off is a different version of the same thing every episode. So we, it starts off, BRB, gotta go. And then what you whatever you say next is a callback to something yeah. we talked about this episode. So, Natalia, yeah. do you want to give some examples? Sure. I could do like uh, BRB, gotta go distract Kuchisakione with some candy so I can run away or whatever. Yeah. Or, or B like, BRB, gotta go uh, undig a human pillar and yeah. make a bridge fall down. <laughs> yeah. BRB, whatever. gotta go kidnap the traveler and bury yeah. them under a bridge. Like it could be anything you want. I love it. Okay. Um, all right. BRB, gotta go save Take a Ticket from all yeah. the trains. Yeah, yes. that was a good one. Yes. That's yes. a great positive one. Perfect. <laughs> all right, guys. Give her some legs. Bye. Bye.